Hello and welcome to episode 108 of Hearty Dice Friends. My name's Grant Howitt, this is Chris Taylor, and what's what's that coming over the hill? Is it winter? That's right, it's the Game of Thrones season finale, or final season, and we're here to watch it and give all of our fun feedback. Chris, what did you think about it? I liked it when mm-hmm. the people ran at the other people. That I liked it when when the swords went into people and they died oh, and it was no. sad. And when the dragon became a king. That was good. King Dragon? Big King Dragon, that's what they had to call him. That's the that's that's the so it's it's an unorthodox um, method, but much like Joey had a spin-off from Friends, Big King Dragon is coming to NBC next fall. Mm. But that did also happen in the books, so it is completely legit. Yes, that's fair. Um, when George R. R. Martin weirdly changed it into a children's book series, <laughs> Big King Dragon. <laughs> did you call him James R. R. Martin? I called him George R. R. Martin. Oh, okay. I just in my head I heard James R. R. Martin. George Rods Rotten Martin. <laughs> I I haven't seen Game of Thrones, Chris. I'm going to be honest with you. No, I haven't seen Game of Thrones for about five years. About that, yeah, it's a long time, isn't it? This thing's been going um, on. I think it's become cool to not like it, but it's become like so cool it's passe to not like it. Like you have to like it now. Yes, you had to like it initially, and then you were allowed to not like it. And now I just. I, I'm, I'm glad it's over. Is it over? I don't think it's quite over. I think there's more. Okay, because everyone's dressed really cool now, and they and and like and the big bad died, from what I can tell. Did they? Just spoiling me now. You're ruining this for me. This I show didn't I say watch. who the big bad was. That's true. I have no idea. <laughs> Darth Vader, I assume. Yes, it was Darth Vader. They uh, they just they're just shuffling together all of the no like a hyperactive no. poker player. But with billions of dollars. So yes, Chris and I are not in touch with with popular culture. We uh, we do not. We don't even play recent video games. Wait, no, Chris, I've got an intro. <laughs> Good, because we were scrabbling. Run the intro music again. Fine. Hello, hello, and welcome to Hardy Dice Friends. I've been playing Sekiro. Shadows die twice, and it's really good. <laughs> Tell me about Shakiro, Shakiro. Shakiro, Shakiro. Never really knew that you could die like that. It's a game from from Software, who made Dark Souls and Demon Souls and Bloodborne, mm-hmm. and it's basically the same thing, except whisper it slightly easier. Which, as it turns out, was my problem with all of them. <laughs> Do you remember just too much? Well, that's the thing about every From Software game, aside from Sekiro, Sekiro, and everything that you could die like that, make a man want to go to Japan. You, do you remember how you'd be playing those games, and like you'd play for two hours, and you, and you like you'd look at the clock or at the window or at the face of a child, and you'd be like, I've achieved nothing. <laughs> nothing has changed. All I've done is spend consumable resource over this time, which I've now got to farm again. Which I've now got to farm again. Sekiro, generally, every time I sit down and play, it's like here's. Here's a little thing. Here's here, here's a little checkpoint. Here's an item. Here's a new enemy. Here's a new area. Mm-hmm. That's quite nice. I quite like it. That's that's neat. Plus, I I about eight hours in, I learned how to uh, how to block attacks, which is making making things go very well. I think that's the main thrust of the game, though, is it not? Yes. Oh, you can't block thrust attacks, so you're wrong on that front. But oh, yes. I apologize. Well, well, you can, but it's more effective to use the Makiri counter. Makiri? <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, point is I'm really enjoying it. I think you should go. Listener, you should you should download and play it too. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. 
uh, it's endlessly frustrating. And apparently, I can turn my arm into an umbrella soon. Yes. Mm-hmm. So while I haven't been playing anything as exciting as you have, mm-hmm. I have been playing Anno. Still. Yeah. I believe we discussed that two weeks ago on the podcast. Yes. But <laughs> I think I found my favourite bit of Anno. Okay. Which is the narrator who goes, you've been playing for two hours. Maybe take a break. I don't mean to alarm you, but this is actually the bit we discussed two weeks ago on the podcast. No, that's fine. But I've now gotten one, because I forgot I left mm. it on. I'm like, you've been playing for 12 hours. It is better than NO1404, isn't it? <laughs> they start to get meta. Yeah. And it's well, lovely. Yeah. And like, I'll, what I love is, is I'll play that for six hours and there won't really be any difference overall. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't tell you what I've changed. Right. It's it's like it's like actual government. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's it's, it's ponderous and it doesn't really work. And I love should it. we move on? Should we move on to the role play game? We should. We should the, do those questions that people have yeah. sent us and we've stolen. I mean, yeah. Which well, we we, we farmed from from Reddit. Yeah, we drift netted. Maybe. Maybe next time. Here's, here's your homework for next time, Chris. Mm-hmm. Next time, rather than talking about Game of Thrones or a video game in the intro, let's let's play or read some role-playing games. We could talk about those. I'm going to, hopefully, I'm going to be playing a new role-playing game this weekend. Oh, you uh, Hopefully, I'm playing Emberwind, which I'm very excited oh. about. That's the, uh, the MMO without a PC in it, right? That's the one, yeah. How exciting. Uh, but it does... It, first off, it, does, it looks like it does really nice tactical combat, mm-hmm. which I'm super down for. Yeah, I'm. I'm honestly, I'm ready for that in an RPG. Yeah, like that would be actually be fun. It's um, been a while since fourth ed. Yeah, um, and also it, you can play it GMless and have mm. the 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 kind of AI programming of the monsters do most of the stuff, and you just mm. rotate narrators and it describes the game as you go. So I think we're going to play it like we've never played an RPG before. And do all the rotating narrator stuff. Regularly. What do you mean? It's a little joke because it's so hard to make a group function. It and is. so by have, by removing the GM, you can make it much easier to get the group together. That is painfully true. It is. Chris, ask me a question. I will ask you a question. Uh, this is by Hey Yamagata. What... Hey Yamagata. All right. What mm. house rules do you play with? What are they there to achieve? I hate initiative. I don't like writing it down. I don't like rolling for it. I don't like reminding my players every single time that it's just your dex mod unless you have anything fancy, but you don't. It's just your dex mod. Just roll the dice it's, and add your dex just, mod. It's just your dex mod. Just, 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 just make the, the sound of a rolling dice and say 14 out loud and it will basically be fine. <laughs> and also, also, that awful point when somebody's initiative changes. No. I'm readying no. an action. I'm delaying. No. Nope. No, you're not. No, you're not. No. Nope. No. Oh, oh, weird. Turns out your character dies. Not at my table, motherfucker. No, it is it is hugely frustrating. And like, um, as 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 the GM, I will generally get someone else to write them down mm-hmm. and and run through and tell me and, and tell me whose turn it is. Cause I I just cannot be fucked with admin every single round and it's unexciting and it means that in a in a long or in-depth system you've got 15 minutes in between doing things which is terrible considering that like it didn't matter so much in the 70s because all they had then was bad weed and eight tracks but <laughs> i've got, you need, I've got you need some an, kind of diversion i've got an iphone and skunk <laughs> and 
like, it's really tricky to maintain engagement, whatever the fucking wizard is doing, summoning a crystal throne or what have you. While I could be on, I don't know, Reddit, Twitter, I could be looking at tweets, posting selfies. You could be, you could be posting hot, hot selfies. If I was single, I could literally be on Tinder when it's not my go. Yes. That's what you have to keep up with. That's what you have to try and be more entertaining. You have to be more entertaining than the, the nebulous prospect of sex. <laughs> Which is difficult. Which is difficult. So, yeah, get, initiative is dire. I always house rule it out if I can. I will instead use popcorn initiative which is just the person who acts picks the next person to act, or salty popcorn initiative, which is the same, but you have to pick someone on the, on the other side. Yeah, and that that erases a huge um, stopping point mm-hmm. in the games. It stops it all from just grinding to a halt, and then a burst of activity, and then it, it stops again. It does change the way that D&D works. A little bit, yes. In the that system is... It's kind of like, especially like, once you get up into like big serious fights, it's built around going first and going as many times as possible. So if you can get a surprise round in and get two hits and you can get off your daily powers or whatever they're called now, you can do all, all of your fancy shit um, and completely overwhelm the enemy. Yeah, and like, I, I, I always found myself trying to perfectly balance my initiative, like trying to get it at just the right point. So I'm not going first, so somebody else has to make the big decisions. <laughs> but I'm not going last and after the monsters and dying before I get to do anything. Chris designated healer Taylor. Yep. Nice. Go nice. someone else get hurt, get hurt first. <laughs> exactly. Chris Taylor, C grade student. <laughs> nobody fails you for anything, but nobody expects you to do anything more. No. They're like they're they're, they're pleased if you turn up. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I was a B I was a B student myself. No. Oh. That was that was I think luck. <laughs> I don't know yeah, what that was. There's certainly an element of it of that. Yeah, definitely it definitely wasn't effort. Yes. Um what about you, Chris? What house rules do you put in? I most often make people pick from an array of stats. I know that's technically in the books in a lot of cases mm-hmm. in D D. But I really hate it when you've got one person who's rolled a load of stats mm-hmm. and they've got like forties mm-hmm. and then somebody else in the party's like, Well, my four should see me through. <laughs> Well, apparently I've only got one leg. Well, shit. And lots of things like that. Like, some games have you roll a disadvantage and stuff. Mm. Like, well, cool, you've got one eye. But I'm a sniper. (laughs) Well, Well. you only need one for the scope. (laughs) So no one tries to sneak up on you. Yeah, so, like, I let let people pick those sorts of things. So I'm very... That's that's entirely fair. I'm very loose with character generation rather than... You like a bit of balance. Yeah, like... I just, more mainly in games like that, I don't want one person to go, ah, it's combat, and everybody else go, oh, it's combat. I love rolling for stats. I think it's fun. And I think it's like, well, where on earth am I going to put this seven? It's it's not dex. Don't put it in dex. If you're rolling for stats, 3d6 in order. Oh, no. 3d6 in order produces, like, okay, so 46 in order... You, you you roll forty six, drop the lowest, and then and then, and then and then you assign them however you want. That gives you a character with some interesting spikes generally. Three and also, eighteen. Three eighteen. Three. Yeah, cool. Also, as everyone knows, when you roll when you roll forty six and drop the lowest, you can do it as many times as you like until you get a fair character. <laughs> yes, that is, you, that is you, how you can it works. Roll, uh, like, you always roll like four or five stat blocks and go, I'll have that one, I think. Yeah. And like it doesn't really matter. It's like but, in, it's like in video games, like Baldur's Gate and stuff. When you're making mm. a character, and it's like right, roll your stats, and it'll often give you the number of all of your stats totaled. 
Mm. And you press it a couple of times, you're like, oh, do I take that 90? No, I might get another one. And then you don't mm. see another 90 for ages. And you keep <laughs> tapping it. Like, oh, no, I just my password. No, oh, damn. Uh, any, any other house rules? I have a couple of house rules about dice. Mm-hmm. Um, in that if a dice, like things like if a dice is cocked, you can re-roll it. Yeah. And if it falls on the floor, you read the number if it's good. Otherwise, <laughs> it fell on the floor. Please roll your dice. Those are the rules. Yeah. yeah. That, that, because that, there's, nothing, there's nothing better than like like a pivotal combat and a pivotal mm. roll. And the dice goes on the floor and everyone's like, where is it? What did it, what did it get? What did it get? Oh, it's a two. I'm going to put something forward better than that. Mm-hmm. One, the you know, like like the, the love of a child, and two, um, during a pivotal combat when someone rolls their dice, it stays in the fucking table, and we can play the game. That would be nice. It's not hard to make dice go on a table. But like sometimes it happens. Like it, you roll it and it hits a glass and it pings off. Okay, it yeah, was an sure. accident. Sure. I think as a culture, we need to move away from the idea that throwing dice more makes the number better. <laughs> we should break the legs of anybody who ever lets a, the dice touch the ground. You just need to drop it. You just need to drop the dice from not a very tall height. It'll give you a random number. Yeah. Anyway, especially if it's a d twenty. I'm getting. I'm getting. You're, you're, you're very against the whole kind of um, superstitions around dice, aren't you? Oh, it, oh, it bothers me. <laughs> it really bothers me. I've got a question for you here. Mm-hmm. Mediocratic Oath writes in, what mechanics do you find the most fun in any tabletop RPG? That's a real broad question. I think it's like what, not like, I think not specific mechanics. So like not the chase rules in Unknown Armies, mm-hmm. but the idea of hit points or whatever the opposite of hit points are because they're fun. <laughs> I kind of like feats. I know. Ugh, I know. Like, I feel you. bad saying it. Jesus I, Christ. I, you know what? I'd rather say you like feet. <laughs> like, feats are clumsy. They don't really do their job very well. Mm-hmm. But I like that selection process you go through. Yes, that's fair. Um, like, the, the issue with them, of course, is that you go, well, I'm going to need this one, this one, this one, this one. Mm-hmm. And that means I've got two free. With feet tax. Yeah, but it's those two free ones that I find really interesting. And this, this kind of transfers across different games when you're selecting powers yeah. or spells or whatever. It, but that selection from a big old list, mm. I think it modularizes character creation in an interesting way. Mm-hmm. Um, and is the action of picking them is fun too. I, I have to argue against the action of picking them being fun because there are too many. Too if it was... Uh, Baby, if it was just one book, fine. But it's not just one book, is it? It's every book that someone's brought us. Oh, I want this feat from Complete Divine. Jog on with your Complete Divine. I don't, I don't understand any of that. And there's, and because there's so many, and, and because Dungeons and Dragons is expressly set up to be, uh, you're supposed to optimize your characters. Mm-hmm. Whenever I pick a feat, I feel I picked the wrong one. <laughs> I really like Point Blank Shot, and whenever I pick it, there's generally some grognard who's like, "Are you sure?" <laughs> sure about that, mate. Yeah, that, I, I will grant you that. But it's that yeah. selection of powers. Like, mm. there's a lot of um, games where you make a character for, for a more tactical thing. Yeah. Where your choices are really limited. Yes, that's fair. It's that extreme amount of range and like, oh, actually, I could pick up something that does tripping. Or mm. like, 
you know, interfaces with the rule that somebody always forgets. It's a nice way. It's a nice way of having um, modular abilities free from class. Yes, exactly. And also, like, I I get your point about the fact there's nine hundred books, but the benefits of that is that you can essentially whole scale swap out what's accessible. Yeah. So, like, a part of me says, okay, you want to use complete divine? Fine. You can only use feats in complete divine. <laughs> you don't get the core ones anymore. Hope you don't want any hit points. <laughs> Well, it's what two hit points a level? Yeah, so toughness is a bad feat. My apologies. Yeah. That's the thing. But that, like, one of the things which bothers me is there are good and bad feats to take, and like, like uh, the feats which always really excite me in three point five were the ones like uh, yes, that, that like, broken and bad. Was, was it escape artist or or like like light fingered? And like you'd buy them, and it gave you a boost to two or three mm-hmm. skills as a feat bonus. And I found that really fun because it sort of rounded out the character a little bit. But they were never the optimal feats to take. Yeah. You want some. You want. You want something which is which is which is going to do more damage in combat because that's what the game is about. Exactly. You knock out forty percent of all feats because they're trash. You knock out another forty percent or so just because they're okay, but they're not the best. And then there's this like glittering top, which is just just take these feats. Um, and that's that's a problem inherent in the design of feats specifically, but varies between games as to how good those powers are. Like, for instance, if you look at Simbaroom, there's only, like, if you want to make a, um, uh, like, a two-handed axe wielder, there's only really one build. That's the best number of hands to have if you're using an axe, I found. Yes, generally speaking. Yeah. But there's only one build. Yeah. And I don't like that. Well, I, I think I think it, it depends on the game. Like, if you look at Spire, there's not really any builds for, for, for two-handed axe wielders. No, but then again, Spire isn't really as combat focused as yeah actually you're not legally allowed to carry a two-handed axe in the city exactly yeah yeah so um, but like if, if you want to be a mage there's one way to build them yeah yes that's it that's what your character is and there's there isn't that huge list of things to pick from because there's only three or four that actually fit your yes your thing your, your character concept at all mm-hmm and and like or that you might re- meet the prerequisites for or that will have any function if applied mm. to your character. My favorite rule in games is death moves. Death moves are tops. I love death moves. I wrote a larp about them. <laughs> don't know whether you don't know whether you noticed that. But zombie larp was mainly built around death moves and I think two of the five classes were mainly built to die loudly, which is a good way to die. There was there was one there was a class which which the, the rule was as long as you were screaming you do not take damage when you stop screaming you drop to zero hit points. <laughs> <laughs> so they, so like this is a half hour run and they can't breathe in. Well, that's the thing. As long as they can keep screaming, that's fine. But if they stop and breathe in, or if they if as one player did, um, scream whilst breathing in, which is a horrible noise. Oh God. I can then, talk while breathing in. Yeah, that, it didn't really work. But what what happened is 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 like you would you would attach a medic to the back of them and have them charge forward while screaming. They'd immediately drop to the ground and the medic would get them back up and they could knock through another round of zombies. <laughs> Just great fun. It was really it was yeah. a really it was a really nice way of, of, of playing games. But I really love death moves. Uh, there's a there's a oh I forget the name of it. There's an unreleased mech a GMless mech fighting game where you mechs fighting kaiju uh, where every single character has a death move and because they're called death moves because they're from apocalypse world uh, core ideas and that they are a move that your character does when you die. And I think that's such a cool thing. I really love. I don't do a lot of it in my games, but I love it when my characters die and they die well. Yeah. 
And I love giving people the opportunity to have a death mean something. To like, one of the things which, uh, one of my biggest, um, one of the things which really freaks me out and upsets me most is when someone is denied the opportunity to even die. Yes. That's, that's that real sort of like horror, like sickness trigger for me. Um, like, uh, like in Annihilation, for example, mm. uh, that really freaks me out. But the idea that you can spend your life as a very powerful commodity, there's something comforting in that. Yeah. Which I and quite I think like. actually this kind of spans out into something I like about mechanics in, in games as well, which is the death, not necessarily death moves, but death. Mm. Um, so some games actually remove the, the chance of death. Yes. You can, there's no way to lose your character and that's mm. fine. Um, and I admit, like, when I play games, I don't kill a lot of characters. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not a particularly antagonistic GM at all. No. Um, but I like the fact that there is this kind of roguelike element to it. You yes. know, there's, there's permadeath on the line at all times. Mm-hmm. However unlikely that is, I need it to be possible. Mm. I need a fail condition, otherwise my victories don't mean as much. I think, think of it in terms of failure or success, but more like story branches in that way. And like, one of the story branches that might happen is I get shot in the gut and bleed out. Mm-hmm. And that is going to... Uh, but then like having that matter, having yes. that have mechanical weight and getting some sort of benefit. One of the things we try to do with Spire and the resistance system in general is, in inverted commas, reward people for behaving dangerously. Yeah, because everything's powered by, for a better way, putting it hit points. Yes, you have hit points for your wallet, hit points for your mind, hit points for your luck, hit points for how much the secret police know about you, <laughs> and eventually that boils over into problems. And like problems are kind of the interesting part of a game. And like the problems in that are honestly rarely death. Yeah. Even the ones where you die are rarely death. Yeah. Um, it's not. It's it's quite. It's kind of. It's not. It's not the most interesting stakes. Often. No, but but I I appreciate its existence. Yes. If I'm in yes. a combat game, I like the the existence of a death mechanic. Luke writes in most fuckable type of magic. <laughs> <laughs> so what have we got? We got conjuration. Nah, I think I think I think like we can we can go back to like to a broader idea rather than the standard D and D things like spirit magic or earth magic or blood magic or demonology. Or wands. What? Well, I suppose <laughs> wands are the most fuck. Well, hmm. Swamp. Swamp. You can you can fuck a swamp. <laughs> I mean, you can fuck a Fiat Punto. I'd like to hear your argument for the swamp. Well, there's no such thing as Fiat Punto magic. So <laughs> checkmate there. Someone's got to be keeping those pieces of shit together. Whoa. Uh, I think that I, I mean obviously there's sex magic, but I don't think that's innately very fuckable. Like it's not very attractive. No, it's got a bit. It's a bit greasy, isn't it? It's greasy, and like and like sex magic practitioners are always like l- like dudes in leather jackets with long hair, not quite enough long hair, and <laughs> they're charging their sigils by having a wank on them. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's that's not what I wanted. I wanted some sort of big sexy person who make like we do rituals together and then and then maybe like we put our bits together and that's really exciting I burlesque hoodoo i want I'm great yeah g- g- give me burlesque hoodoo you know give me that um g- give me the rihanna montage from uh valerian and the, and the city of a thousand planets but she casts fireball at the end of it <laughs> i haven't seen that film she plays a shape-shifting alien but i assume it's awful it's not at all good. None of the characters are likable and no one can act. Fabulous. Mm-hmm. 
it's uh it's just like high caliber Luc Besson basically <laughs> um so not sex magic weirdly no uh I think the most fuckable type of magic would be swans isn't it or rods <laughs> ones and rods yeah. probably rods like like there's druidism that's would you want to have sex with a druid? No, they they got bits in their hair. I definitely catch something. Yes, those motherfuckers ain't heard of a condom. I mean, that might be lycanthropy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Just oh, t- turns out I piss wasps now. Yeah. Ugh. Weirdly enough, that's where wasps are from in this cosmos. My bum's an antler. <laughs> Bombs become one antler. It's just I don't understand. Like it doesn't even make sense. But here we are. Not warlocks. They're no. they've got daddy issues. Um, we're talking maybe demonology. I mean, demonology's got the kind of the leather jacket biker rider feel to it, doesn't it? I mean, like um, you're sort of Constantine braid magic. So okay, like, yeah. So like it's it's very Catholic, but you don't have to be a, a cleric to do it. Hmm. I think that's probably what I'm into. I think I just want to have sex with Constantine. Not Keanu Reeves Constantine. Not 80s no. Constantine. But, like, the, you know... The, the, the Mancunian proper Constantine. He's, he's Scouse, I believe. Is he? Yeah. Ah, oh, fair enough. Um, easy mistake to make. But, yeah, I think I think that's the... I mean, honestly, I should have just picked the wizard I, I dress as to try and, to try and be attractive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the most fuckable me. Yeah, me. I'm the most f- fuckable type of magic. <laughs> You got a question? You got a question, Chris? Or should we move on to the next half of the podcast? Uh, I got a question for you. All right, you got a question? I do. Uh, Hero Protagon, <laughs> which is clearly somebody who's trying to get a certain name and didn't. Uh, what do you consider your most valuable RPG-related possession? Mm. So I d- I'm not really a collector of RPGs, especially. Uh, I got rid no. of I got rid of half of my half of my collection when I moved house recently because I wasn't using them. I don't really like having objects of, of high value that I didn't make because I get jealous. <laughs> so I think like I think like legit the most valuable items I have are like some of the original drafts of the more popular one page games I have. Like that's yeah. the sort of thing which I'd be saving a, in a fire. Now I framed. Nah, I don't like them that much. It's a bit weird. <laughs> it's a bit weird to frame something I did. But then like you know, platinum selling artists have their albums on the walls. But that's a that's a visual representation of the album. They're not playing their that's... album on repeat all day, and that, unless they're Kanye West. At which point, it's impossible to turn it off in Kanye's house. That's true. Yeah, it's just always happening. Um, to, to, like, just on the edge of your hearing, and if, and, mm. and, and if, if you track it down, it's playing out the fridge. <laughs> Damn you, Kanye. So I think I think yeah I think that it's going to be some of my own stuff because that's what I treasure. I think in terms of, in terms of RPGs, like they're not replaceable. They're the originals. Yeah. Um, but in terms of like actual role playing books, I've got oh, I've got a really battered copy of Inquisitor that I'd like to, I'd like to take with me because that that means a lot to me. Yeah, that that is crushed and wonderful. Yeah, that is that is. I'm like, I ain't gonna play it again. It's Inquisitor, but that's and haven't just... you got a physical of Dogs in the Vineyard? Yeah, but like like now that's worth money. Oh really? Is it? <laughs> well, it's been out of print for so long. Oh right, yes, yeah, so I do. And every, everybody, and it's it's a really good game. Mm. But it's not, it's not being printed, so that's technically probably the most expensive. Mm. Well, what about you? What have you got? So, like, I've got a couple of old uh, anniversary editions of Call of Cthulhu, mm-hmm. like the 30th anniversary, stuff like that. Um, 
But I think I think the actual like most important RPG products are I have the original box for the Ravenloft campaign setting. Mm. And more specifically, I have Domains of Dread for Ravenloft, which is fairly easy to get hold of. Mm. But I spent so much time playing in Ravenloft and like a lot of my a lot of the years when I was very young when I couldn't couldn't play, just mm. reading Domains of Dread over and over and over. Oh. And I love that book to death. I did that with Vampire the Masquerade. Yeah. I, I, I've never played a single session, but I know it in and out, which is kind of depressing. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. But, you know, I, I wasn't always the, the super cool gadabout man about town that I am today, Chris. Once upon a time, <laughs> Sexy occultist. Yeah, once upon a time, believe it or not, I was a spotty nerd who lived on a hill in the middle of nowhere and had <laughs> one role-playing game that he could read. <laughs> which is very sad, but also, you know, it worked out. Well, well, okay. I'm here now. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm still alive. And, so now that way do, and, and now you do it for a living. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. All right, do you want to make on? some games? Oh, mate, I love to make some games. I'm I'm champing at the bit, yeah. whereas the, where the bit is games. Oh. I'm drooling all over the bit. <laughs> this CD is ruined. <laughs> I like teeth it. marks in it. Jingle. Did you? So, Ursa Dice comes in with the Bungle Duke. Incompetent animal assassins do the best to see off the target and claim their reward. Duke sounds really racist. J-U-K-E sounds pretty racist. Now, we pronounce it the same as Duke. Well, this is J-O-O-K. This is is, is Jungle Book flip round. Um, But when I first read this, I had the Babadook in my head from Hmm. the cadence of the words. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like the idea that, like, Shere Khan has been hired to kill the Babadook. It's a long walk to get there. Yes, but, like, I mean, if you're, if you're somebody, like, let's take, say, for instance, Tony the Tiger, mm-hmm. another anthropomorphic creature. Yeah. Like, that's, that's just down road. Like, these people have been paid a lot of money to be in those books and films. <laughs> so people, these tigers. Animals. They can afford a plane. Yeah. And plus, how much are they getting from the from the assassination contracts. I really like the incompetent element of it. In that I like to imagine a snake with a gun. <laughs> in that like they simply do not have the material or like or like a tiger who's dressed up as a janitor. A giraffe with a whip. So, yeah. I mean that that's not a good assassination weapon for a human. No, but I like the idea because they fight by whipping those awful necks about. Mm. Oh my god, yeah that's true. That would just that would amp it up, surely. Exactly. And then just extend that with a like carbon fiber whip mm. that ends in a knife. <laughs> Gotta kill, I guess. I don't know how it works. Yeah, that's true. It's like a, a brick. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a piece of string with a brick on it. Anom Allison writes in Godzilla Rehabilitation Team. So is this like after after the siege of Tokyo? Yeah. Yeah, after the, the, the ruin of Tokyo, as Godzilla stomps around, you have to try and find a... You have to try and control the Godzilla, mm-hmm. and then put up... So, I mean, I think I could probably see this as some sort of like theme park management thing, except it's not a theme park. You're rehabilitating kaiju. See, I was wondering if it was like a very intense one-on-one roleplay session where um, the kaiju oh. just sits down on a chair and starts talking about what's just happened. Like, in a... He's been arrested... Oh my day! So it's it's and not it's, and it's and it's the court appointed therapist. Like, can we try him? Yeah, well, is he that, insane? That, let's find out. 
let's find out. Like, like, can we try Godzilla as an adult? Exactly. Like, or is this is there some some mental issue here that's caused this? Is it whole scale destruction? What's what's happened? You, you can't. You couldn't try a lion. Oh. You like like um like the idea that like, you couldn't just you couldn't try a dog. The dog would be destroyed. Which might which might I add? Great word. <laughs> Not yes. killed. No. D- Dis- like I, I like when a dog is destroyed, I get the, I get the image of it going into a room and not coming out. Like the room like, does it, like exploding into pixels. And yeah, well, <laughs> some dog meat. Some pixels. dog, mainly dog meat. But I quite like the idea of like of like one player plays Godzilla and they're dealing with the guilt and recrimination of stomping Tokyo to death, mm-hmm. and the other player plays a. Perfectly normal-sized therapist. Yep. Now, the question I have here is, is that fun? Um, I think it's one of those games that isn't about fun, Grant. Oh, I think so, it's about yeah. examining and uh, looking at the, the, the moral and mm-hmm. po- socio-political implications. Mm-hmm. Good, good, good use of the word implications. Thank you. Yeah. So, it's not fun, no. It's not meant to be. No. Maybe we could write some sad words on index cards during that. And then, just like, hand them out yeah. as we walk around town. Yeah. And we could, we could, hi, I'm Godzilla, and I stomped a car to death. <laughs> the person so, playing Godzilla, like, as part of the rehabilitation, has to apologise. You have to go around. I <laughs> <laughs> have to apologise to everyone whose lives they've impacted, which yeah. is going to cause more damage because they're Godzilla. Yeah, it just keeps getting worse. There's, there's court case after court case. Hi, my name's Godzilla, and I destroyed near Tokyo. Hi, I'm Mothra, and I fought Godzilla, uh, destroying the Golden Gate Bridge. Uh, it was in an attempt to stop Mothra, so I think you, you should take that into account when <laughs> sentencing. Hey, no, well, uh, this, 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 this is sympathy. This is just Kaiju Anonymous, where we're all going to gather... You know, and oh, okay. it's a it's a it's a it's a free and open space. Right. Uh, pre- it's a free and open space, presumably in some sort of football stadium. It's just in an aircraft hangar. Just in an aircraft hangar, yeah. Uh, we probably couldn't have a roof. So, so, so this is a safe space. We're free to talk. This is. It's a safe space for everyone aside from the therapist, who is a normal-sized human. Yeah. Uh, uh, in which case, I'd like to. And then Mothra stands up like that. Mothra. Awful dust coating the entire hangar. <laughs> And just says, I laid eggs in Gomorrah. <laughs> and sits down. And Gomorrah is just like howling. I can't believe you did this. I mean, but that, that, that moves me on to the idea of uh, Kaiju Jeremy Kyle or Jeremy Kaiju. <laughs> and like, the Kaiju and like, Springer show. And yeah, like that. Except, and like, and like, you'd have you'd have, you'd have like so like Jeremy Kyle would be there, and he'd be he'd be talking to Godzilla because they can't because it's like ITV. Uh, you just have Godzilla's foot in shot in the set and then they get in the mayor of Tokyo and they have a fight <laughs> even better than that there's uh-huh. there's just this awful human mm-hmm. you know the sort of awful human who's on who's on those sorts of shows just uh, sitting the, in one of those the, chairs like the, the, the people they put out specifically for the three minutes hate yes yes they're ranting and going like he is the father he is the father and <laughs> um, pointing at pointing at like a screen that's got a, a sort of constant video camera of Mothra <laughs> and sitting helicopter si- and, and, he, and he's like nah not me didn't do no. it and well, sitting next like to her mm-hmm. is a colossal moth mm. and who it's, it's, she it's, believes is Mothra's son he's like nope not me didn't do it didn't do it not at all mate no it's no. Kevin yeah. Kevin from around the corner and Kevin around the corner is sitting on the other side of the moth who's bringing up the moth yeah can we, I mean Kevin's done his level best Kevin's yeah, doing he's, really he's, well he's, in he's this. been a good dad but he yeah. is also completely human 
Yeah, he's covered in that horrible moth dust. <laughs> yeah, but still completely human. What does that dust do? What's the purpose oh, of, the, I, of the moth it dust? It lubricates it through the air. That... Uh, air is very grippy. Oh, um, it, I wor- see. it works right. like um, uh, of carbon, right? Like I graphite in, uh, in in industrial machines, so it's like a dry lubricant. Yeah, or like if, if you can just sort of like put a pencil on a zip to try and help it. Come exactly, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah that's exactly, exactly that. That's what moths it's for. unzip the air. That's, you know, we managed to make moths less pleasant. <laughs> Actually, yeah, they need to be. <laughs> the world rejects them so hard; they need to be lubricated through reality. Violet T. Schmiler writes in. <laughs> Date that skeleton. <laughs> I mean, that's simple. That's just that's just blind date mm-hmm. with three identical skeletons. <laughs> um, and you like the cameras having problems telling them apart. Mm, yeah, like they're sat on on the on the same color of chair, and they're quite yeah. often they'll change places. Yep. It's not a game um, I, though. It's not. I'm not feeling. It. I need to. Oh, yeah, like, give me, give me a suggestion that, 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 that that's just dripping with game. Just, just dripping with game. Okay. Yeah. Moist. With the game. Mon- the monumentalists from Mama Jack Marshall, mm-hmm. a national treasure style race around the world. Except you are psychics that can read the minds and souls of famous landmarks. Shit, yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm done with that. Like interrogating the Eiffel Tower and seducing Stonehenge to get the next clue. Now, um, is this in a so if 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 Japan were to publish this game, mm-hmm. there would be anime representations of I forget. There's a word for it. There's a word in Japanese for it, but an anime, yep. a, a humanoid representation of the of the thing, like so that like, very awkward anime where everybody's a country. Yes, because it's because it's focusing on the events of World War Two. Yeah. Yeah, Japan's got some shit to work through, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it's like that, except you'd have, like, a very tall, angular chap called Monsieur Eiffel. And then you'd have, like, uh, like, like, little Pisa, who'd, who'd always be falling over and tripping and dropping her books. <laughs> See, I was thinking it's just, like, big jacks going around and just, like, rubbing themselves on the Eiffel Tower. And That's... getting like memory flashbacks, like like uh, object readers in films. Well, I want I want to I want to act I, as a GM. I want to be the Eiffel Tower. Okay. You know, I don't want to just have like oh you get a resonance for this because that's just ghost hunters whatever man that's fine i what one of my favorite things in the game is pretending to is giving a voice to things that should not have a voice, <laughs> like a swamp or a car or like talk to trees. So, like I'm pretty sure there's a druid spell that lets them talk to trees. Probably, yeah. It's brilliant. Trees have nothing interesting to say. But the idea of like, how do you seduce the Arc de Triomphe? What could you offer? Oh, that's bad. I was thinking of the Brandenburg Gate, just like some really, really cunning uh, military maneuvers. Yeah, I mean, like, does it like that? Is that what it's into? Does it want to be left alone? Does it want like a fresh coat of paint? So what if? Okay. The monuments are still there. Like the yeah. Eiffel Tower is still there. But they kind of bud off an avatar right, that okay. looks a lot like them. Um, uh, like so, the uh, Eiffel Tower, be, as you say, very long, very gangly, mm-hmm. um, have a French accent, that sort of stuff. Just, just, I mean, just, just, just really quickly. When you say bud off, is this an organic process or does it happen pleasingly off camera? Pleasingly off camera, but like Go the on. sound of twisting metal, right? Cool, rather okay. than like bloop. 
There's, there's, there's not like a like like the the underside opens up and then falling wet out of some makeshift no. womb. Okay, cool. No, this is basically um, Big Boy Meccano. Gotcha, yeah. And they have to get together in a crew because somebody in a red coat and big red hat is stealing monuments. Somebody. And they've got to find out who and deal well, we, with it. We know who it was. Well, yeah, we do, but they don't in-game. Right, okay. Santa Claus. Yeah, but I think that would be excellent because, like, you, you'd have characters based upon a monument rather than anything else. So you'd have, like, like the Statue of Liberty... With flame powers and with oh, an outrageous oh, French accent, so you'd play them. Yeah, you play the avatar, like mm. the, the the physical embodiment of a of a monument, and then attempt to stop more monuments going missing. So your monument has gone, and you are the you are the last remnant buried underneath. Like you have you you've coalesced mm. uh, out of this with the sound of screeching metal. And you've teamed up. I really like this because, like, there's definitely I can definitely think of like character powers from Eiffel Tower. Character powers from being a big bridge. Yeah, like the bullet train's gone missing. Mm. I mean, all all San Diego did. She did work up to like the Nile. She did take the Nile. Yes, which I think is like definitely audacious, but hard to play the Nile as a character. The embodiment of the Nile. Like, the, there's a billion Nile gods. That's tr- I mean, yeah, you just don't like like one guy who like a guy who was wet up to his midriff. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, that'd work. Hello. <laughs> you're right. I'm here to fix the printer. I'm here to uh, make sure your crops doing all right. They call me Johnny Fertilizer. Oh, it looks like it's coming up to winter. I will see uh, you in six months. Don't die. Goodbye. <laughs> and he just down to yeah. just his waist <laughs> and stands well, there, but facing well, away. <laughs> Can uh, someone turn me to face the corner, please? Thank you. <laughs> Much obliged. Much obliged. I I really like the. I'm trying to think like what what monument I'd play. That is true. I'd like to play either Big Ben or York Minster for and just interrupt shit. <laughs> just, just this really touching scene with two other characters and just halfway bong bong. It's me over here. I think that that could be fun. Or like uh, you actually like. No, you know what? Because it would be great to get it back, um, because it's because it's uh, it's uh, perhaps a little a little underappreciated. I would play the ghost of the Millennium Eye, <laughs> so I can see things because I am the eye. Mm-hmm. I'm good at uh, I can I, I can go very fast if taken off my axle because I'm because I'm a wheel. Um, I I do not allow Grant on his anniversary to take a. Small bottle of red wine on. <laughs> no small no, bottles of red no wine. No matter how else, I'll sell champagne mm. to Grant, which he can't afford because it was 10 years ago. <laughs> I'm not going to ruin his anniversary or anything. I'm just going to make it slightly worse. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's that. Oh, who would you play? Uh, I you, would you, play Machu Picchu. The mountain? The no, the, the settlement on top. Right, okay. Um. Because then I would finally be good at stairs. <laughs> That's just okay. That's that's all I want. I want stairs not to tire me out. That's a pretty that's a pretty niche superpower, but I get it. Like it, honestly, yeah. probably going to come in handy quite a lot. You'd be surprised yeah. if you can just do stairs. Yeah, just real good at them. I can make stairs. I can take stairs away. Anything that's stepped really is my is my purview. So I really I can, like this. If if I can get hold of a good ziggurat, <laughs> I really like this idea. As far as like um, 
an RPG goes. Mm-hmm. I think this this could be the game we develop. I'm not quite. I still don't quite understand what were like what sort of problems we're facing, which aren't just C- Carmen Sidiego is here. Okay, okay. So let, let's work on an antagonist. Okay, is it is it? Oh, is let's... it is it Carmen's daughter? Yeah, Carmela. Actually, wait. Sorry, we're going to go the Super Mario route. It's all of Carmen's children, like Bowser's children. Yes. So okay. that gives us a few options to play around with. So they have been destroying monuments, stealing. Ah. Oh. Ah. Oh. They've actually been they've been taking them to a place and destroying them. <laughs> taking them somewhere else. Yeah. Okay. Right. Right. And then using the energy from that, the latent monument energy, to animate modern monuments and oh, things in social consciousness and Twitter and shit like that. Like you have to fight Twitter. You know oh. What I'm saying? oh, you see, because I thought you meant like they, they get statues and animate them for like heists, crimes. No. no. Right. Okay. So 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 like so like they they they're, they're trying to awaken. The modern wonders of the world. Yes, what they but believe like, are the modern wonders of the, the world. Modern, modern the modern modern wonders of the world. Just the alt right tweeting constantly. That's what it is. <sighs> so I, I would like the idea that like there's one renegade child who is alt right. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me at all. No, I mean run the numbers at this point. Yeah, but um, so they're they're so it's, it's an unknown armies game. Kind of, yeah, but you're like. You're the avatars with high percentages of yes of, of buildings, yeah, and I suppose to a lesser extent of the of what that building means, yeah, what it represents, like yeah. keys into your powers and that sort of thing. That's why I said like um, the Statue of Liberty is French. Could I be the avatar of a very big Tesco? Only if it was an important Tesco. Mm, that's the thing. I can't think of an important Tesco. There isn't one. But I quite like the idea of being able to teleport because Tesco's are literally everywhere. Yes. So like well, I can I can simply use a, a, a bit like there was that spell from Scion, which let you move uh, between stone circles. I can just go mm. through any Tesco metro. You'd be using the Tesco Express. Oh, well done. Yeah. Well done, Chris. Well, pump for you there. Oh, thanks, man. Do you want to? Do you want? I'm just gonna read one out loud because um, I think okay. I think this is it. I think like like honestly, run it in Wushu. I've got I've got a few that I did, I, I just I've got two that I want to run through. Okay, R- run through them with me. Uh, one which is one which I just want to say the name. Okay, Shrek, please. Ogre waiter. <laughs> I like I just it'd be one of those shitty mobile games that you have to serve people food in and just Shrek. So whatever. I just think it would be a short anime, like an animated piece of mm. just, just like a really fancy restaurant. Everything happening is normal, but the yeah. waiter is Shrek. I mean, he's mm. been trained; like he's not bad, mm. but he is still Shrek. He's still Shrek, and like he's he's tripping things over. He's got his horrible stitched up trousers on. Smells has a donkey near him. Mm-hmm. Sergeant Gunsmoslem, okay, says Wrestle Zoo. <laughs> now. Is this the same as the last game where you are a zoo doing wrestling? Instead of a monument, you're a zoo. (sighs) Well, I was thinking... Okay, so, yes and no. So I was thinking that you have to go through a zoo and wrestle increasingly large animals. You start off with the newts, you know, sort of easy. And then I think once you hit... I'm going to say that you could wrestle 60% of the animals in a zoo without problems. Yeah, I could take a bunch of lemurs, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, they probably wouldn't even want to wrestle. You'd have to trap them. Yeah, like, it would be different. You know? Yeah. Newts, you could probably, like, a bit easier. But, like, once you get up to, like, gorillas, um, anything that can fly is a challenge. Anything yeah. sharp. Anything poisonous. Anything that could tear the door off a car. Yeah, that's bad. Like, yeah, any sort of bird of prey larger than mm-hmm. your leg. 
Um, I mean, sorry, um, a big cat lodging your leg. That's, that's what I was thinking. And then you said, what if we had this, what if you become a zoo and you wrestle? But now, okay. So, you know dog fights? I am painfully aware. Right. They're kind of like Pokemon, but for older people. Yeah. So there's more money involved, weirdly. Rest, well, I don't know, mate. I'd, I'd, I'd argue that the sales of, uh, of Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee might outstrip the takings of dog fights in that time. Yeah, I, I really should have framed that better. I meant that, like, there's not a lot of gambling going on around the outcome of a trainer battle. I don't know. Like, like you have to pay people if you lose. But like, I can make ten grand easy under a pub. That's true. Yeah, and you, you have. Hmm. Uh, so what I'm thinking is, you, do you remember we had Panda Romances? We'll go back to our first game. Beautiful, perfect game. Yeah. Um, where, where like at, during the day, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a zoo, and at night you make it a fuck palace for pandas. Yep. So during during the day, this is a zoo, and then at night you fight other zoos for money. <laughs> So during the day, perfectly normal zoo, everyone's coming around, oh hey look, there's oh there's, there's a red panda, oh can I have a nice lolly? That sort of thing, you know, oh there's a elephant, oh I love it, oh I love you, mum. That sort of bullshit, right? Cool, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's how that's that's your long tail, as it were, in uh, But then then the sun uh, goes down. Sun goes you, down. You clear away the uh, the chairs and tables around the open air cafe. Yeah. And those those velvet ropes, you notice, are pretty springy. Mm-hmm. The floor gives just a little bit. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And the audience my favourite audience, moneyed perverts. Yes. So you are, you are a zoo, and you can pick certain animals to fight in battles against other animals. Now, if you pick the newt, it's not going to do much, is it? No, I think there should be weight classes here. There's, there's probably, well, that's, that's the thing. There's, there's probably weight classes, but I think it works a bit like a, a bit like a 4X game. A bit like, um... Bit like uh, Command and Conquer, in that the only limit on what you can produce is by the resources you can harvest. Sure, but I, I think you misunderstood weight limit. I'm not talking like a bantam weight where two bantams fight. Um, <laughs> it's a shit zoo. Go on. <laughs> yes, but what I'm suggesting is that you're putting in a gorilla. Okay, I'm putting in. On, I'm putting in just over four tons of newts. I love it, and you. It just has to match the weight. Fucking That's all. Zerg rush a gorilla. Yeah, within ten percent, like you've got some some variability. But yeah. like, if you, if your gorilla, if you say like gorilla versus gorilla fight, but mm-hmm. your gorilla is three kilos lighter, mm-hmm. you've got three kilos to play with, my friend. Yeah, yeah. G- now, g- give him a little dog. I, I don't know how heavy a claw hammer is. Not, but I reckon not, you can get not two an animal. In three kilos. It's no, not an animal. It it would be fun. It I. I think I think that there's so weirdly there's something dark about giving the animals hammers. It's I like, like 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 for some reason like imagining a gorilla strangling oh, run, the, run the numbers here thirty penguins mm-hmm. is fine, but hitting them with a ha- like hitting them with a rock is fine. But the minute we put a hammer in there, it just seems nasty. Okay. Oh, however, it is manhunt. We've got to get the money perverts in. So yeah, a hammer exactly. Nail guns. Yes. I figure that I figure like it works like normal uh, wrestling in the <gasps> in the, the what? SeaWorld. That's Fight the fucking Orca with like those those clear sides. Mm. And like as the wash comes over because the orca's just been killed, like that's just red. Yeah. Now of course you would have to have your 
doing the numbers again, six gorillas on jet skis so they can properly move around. Well, it would be less because the jet ski's weight has to be accounted for. Not so, like, for instance, if you've, got, if you've got a smaller window, they can just have snorkels. That's true, yeah. yeah. Or like you could put them in a dolphin. Yeah, yeah, but your weight's got to be close. Well, but I think a dolphin's lighter than a, than a jet ski. I, I believe so, yeah, but I'm just saying, like you've got to account for that. Now, here's, here's the other part, right? Mm-hmm. Animal death, maybe not too frequent. What you're dealing with is injury, because because yeah. these are expensive things, and it, it's not fought to first blood. But if there's, if, there's, if there's any way of sort of like working out tenth blood, then that would be what it would be fought to. Yeah. The, pro- the problem is, if your animal's injured, they're going to earn less money during the day because they're sad and all scabby, aren't they? And the kids are going to oh, be like, "Mummy, mummy, why isn't that elephant's trunk all there?" And they can't be well because three tigers bit it off. Mummy, mummy, why is the elephant picking glass out of its knuckles? <laughs> mummy, who tied fireworks to that bear? Oh shit! He's <laughs> getting in there and ripping them off the bear. Nothing to see here, kid. Oh look, mummy, the gorillas. Mummy, why is there a hammer covered in hair in there? <laughs> it's a it's a toy for the gorillas. The mother is a moneyed pervert. <laughs> like, like, like she knows, but she yeah, just, she just dials a number on her phone, and all of a sudden, somebody runs into the enclosure, grabs the hammer, and leaves. Mm. I yeah, I really like that. I really like it's it's not a, it's not a pleasant game, but I really like the idea of 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 having a zoo which is used for a second purpose, which I think is going to be be our main genre of game. Yes. Uh, so my question to you is, Chris, is it Wrestle Zoo mm-hmm. or is it Carmen San Diego? Steals. I, I don't even know what the name of it is. What was <laughs> I, it again? I I, I can't remember. Something <laughs> romances. Oh, monumentalists. Story. Monumentalists. Yes. So I, while I think that monumentalists will probably produce a better game, mm-hmm. in inverted commas. Yes. Um, I'm going to have to go with WrestleZoo mm-hmm. because we can always just cheap out mm-hmm. and just make it up as like a bachelor party game, which is a LARP. <laughs> Where we put somebody in wrestling outfit, get them real drunk, and then push them into a zoo. Well, I mean, we could make it as one of those terrible party games, which 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 came with an earshot of Cards Against Humanity, and like, yeah, I reckon we could do that. Yeah, but what if what what if we did like one English words and two we write bums on there? That, what if we did one that was more racist. That's that sort of shite yeah. that you get you get six copies of in every gaming pub. Mm. Oh, we can sit out that, and it's like, oh, you're a gorilla, and your mate is eight newts. Who's gonna win in a fight? No, actually, actually, let's do it either as a computer game or as a means of confusing drunk stockbrokers. The newts do have a Bren gun, <laughs> but can they operate it? Can a newt pull the trigger on a Bren gun? It's Roll. fully loaded. The safety is off. We'll see. Ding, 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 ding. Unfortunately, neither the gorillas nor the newts understand the function of a Bren gun. <laughs> they, uh, they, I can, I can see the trainer there, Christopher Taylor, on the on the out the outside of the ring, using some sort of charades to explain to the newts what a Bren gun does. <laughs> and of course, the Bren gun did add so much weight that we can see Grant on the other side with his gorilla, and as he was three fluid ounces under the newts and Bren gun. Uh, he has chosen to take in synthetic adrenaline. Synthetic adrenaline, yes. Although he has, of course, made it out of Red Bull that he's boiled down. 
She's not very good at this. But it is in a syringe and the gorilla does have it. (laughs) The gorilla gorilla has been trained and the gorilla is dead. The newts win. Round of applause for the newts. (laughs) As the brain gun just goes off. (laughs) Decimating the crowd. Just just punches through the bulletproof glass like (laughs) robot wars. And the orca sloshes out onto the crowd. (laughs) And is harvested for scarves by moneyed purpose. Ah, uh, yes, yes, it's WrestleZoo. Thank you very much, uh, Jarhead Kuntz, or Sergeant Gunsmuslim. <laughs> Such confusing names. Yes, very odd. This has been Hearty Dice Friends. If you liked it, you can go to patreon.com forward slash Hearty Dice Friends, and if you liked it enough to give us some cash, you can do it there. It's much better than just sort of throwing money into the street and hoping we find it. Though, depending on the street, we may. Yeah. So I, I, may, I will pick up money if you drop it in front of me. We don't have a lot on. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at HDF Podcast and just, you know, like, review the show. Tell someone about the show. In fact, what, you know what? Never mind telling someone, you know what? Here's the thing. If you're still listening, and hello, listener who listens all the way to the end through the blurb. Right. Hi, how, you doing, how are you doing? Yeah, you, you get, is, that, is that a new jumper? You look fantastic. You've been working out. Your shoulders look brilliant. Just big, yeah, but in a good looking, way. Yeah, but like, you're, you're, looking, you're looking powerful. You're looking mighty. I reckon you could lift me. Could you lift me? Will you lift me? Why aren't Pick you me up. Pick me up and throw me around like a mannequin in a 70s action fight. Toss me about like a child's toy. It's the only way I can finish. The uh, Thank you so much for listening to this. Uh, what we want from you, rather than reviewing it, rather than telling a friend, tell us. Just let us know if you liked it. <laughs> I think that's the least amount of effort I could ask. Just tell, Big old just, thumbs up verbally. Yeah, just, just, just say you like it, yeah? Yes, yeah, that's, that's all we want. Thank you again for listening. Uh, the game this week is WrestleZoo. Um, we are going to... We, we are... It marks the uh, the middle of our um, Zoo for Moneyed Perverts trilogy. And I look forward to seeing what the third one is. Probably going to be in space, I think. I think it's going to be worse, though. Like, morally. I don't know, man. You just had a gorilla kill a orca with a hammer, so yes. But I fear that I fear that that is that is halfway down the slope. Yeah, we could get further. We can. Cool. Well, look forward to that. Love you lots. Bye. Bye. Bye.